Hi, I'm Mia. And I'm Alex. And this is the Leftist Podcast. All right, guys, the Leftist Podcast back at you with another good, bad, or incompetent. This time we're back in person. No hurricane this week, thankfully. I do want to make the declarative that I have worn this shirt in a past video. I think it was our first in-person video. So I have a limited wardrobe, so don't judge me for it. (laughs) But today we're going to be talking about the recently elected U.S. Senator of Pennsylvania, Mr. John Fetterman. Johnny. Johnny boy. The Goliath of the Senate. Literally. I I will say John Fetterman right now is probably my favorite uh politician on the rise yeah i would say he espouses a lot of left-wing ideals and i commend him for it yeah i like to say, I like to say commend in these good bad it's nice because we commend these people most True. of the time Some yeah the sometimes time. we sometimes. don't like the last one we definitely, we definitely don't fucking commend that Raphael. yeah oh my god but no i really like john fetterman and like we were kind of well, i guess it's not going to be up but in our next episode we're going to talk about voting and we were talking about old people Mm-hmm. But I like that he's not that old. No, he's not. He's, he's, he's what, progressive. in his 50s, I think? Yeah, he was like 55, something like that. Like, that's not bad. That's a very, like... Teen age. Yeah, yeah. You've had some life experience, you know, you got yeah. a lot of shit done. But speaking of life experience, let's get back to... Let's go to his uh, early life, his uh, over the years, if his you will. His over the years. Um, yeah, he got his MBA, uh, I believe, at the University of Connecticut, and then mm-hmm. went back and got his master's in public policy at Harvard. Yeah. Uh, so he's a well-educated yeah, guy. Yeah, very well-educated. I will say pretty wealthy guy, too. Yeah. He grew up in a, his parents were pretty wealthy, so I just want to yeah. make that statement right there. <laughs> um, he went and worked for AmeriCorps for a while, uh-huh. uh, and then he became the mayor of Braddock. Braddock? Braddock, I think. Braddock in Pennsylvania. Pretty I small town. Yeah, small town. It was known for, like, um, its steel production, and then whenever the steel industry kind of, like, died down, um, I think it lost like ninety percent of its population or something yeah, it's like that. Yeah, pretty crazy. One of these one of these towns that was abandoned after the industrial revolution, basically. Yeah. So I guess shout out Andrew Carnegie for messing that one up. Well, Andrew Carnegie, maybe not the best. Guy yeah. To... No, that was that was a a sarcastic shout out. Yeah. True AF. Yeah. But yeah, he was also uh, recently lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, and now. He's been elected to the Senate. Yeah. He beat uh, Mehmet Oz. Yeah. By, I think it was four points. Yeah. You call it at the end. I think it was 47 to 51 or 50 to 46, something, something like, like that. that. And, you know, he's going to be a slayer. He's going to be the tallest member of Senate ever, I think. <laughs> yeah. He also, this is the first time Pennsylvania has elected a Democratic senator since like 1962. That's fucking crazy. So the me. way that he was able to flip the state, like 60 years worth of Republican senators and flip it. And he's like, not a moderate Democrat. Like he's very progressive and like, has like very like, uh, college for all, Medicare for all, like kind of ideals. Um, like that's like insane to me. No, yeah, and he, you know, he didn't shy away from any of these left ideals mm-hmm. at all, and he won his mid or he won his primaries by a pretty wide margin too. I think he got overall the sixty percent of the vote of Pennsylvania of Pennsylvania Democrats for the mid uh, for the primaries, and there was a there was a bunch of other candidates running. So sixty percent over Pennsylvania is pretty fucking good, yeah. I would say. You know, I mean, I don't know. I think he's like I said. I think he's a great guy. 
Uh, he when he was Mayor Braddock, I know that there's like a big fucking scandal going on. For some reason, it's like a scandal that he like wasn't making a lot of money, so his parents were like his main source of income. Which like I don't see that as a problem because when he was Mayor Braddock, uh, gun violence was extremely low. He was also bringing a lot of union jobs back to Braddock, getting the mm-hmm. economy back in place, and he was just kind of using his own little. This little town is like his experiment for what policies would work. I want to say experiment because I know he wasn't toying with their lives like that, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. It was his he big. He did a taste. Yeah. And he, would, <laughs> he literally went to Harvard and got a master's of public policy. So he knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with your parents supporting you if they have the ability to. Yeah. But his family's pretty fucking rich. Yeah. So that might be a downside to some people. I think if you espouse up his ideals, I really don't give a fuck what your background yeah. is. As long as you're supporting good things. Exactly. Exactly. Pretty good. I think we can get into his current affairs. Like we yeah. literally just said, he wanted the se- his Senate race. Yeah, against fucking puppy killing Trump endorsed fraud doctor. Puppy, Oz. puppy killing. Yeah, you've never heard about that. No. He like did experiments on dogs and like. Oh, I have heard about that. Like, I have fucking like killing. I've heard them. John Fetterman say that actually. Yeah, no, John Fetterman's TikTok also. Oh I don't God. know who runs that, but it is hilarious. His Twitter was so funny. My favorite. Okay. We're going to take this time right now to take a break and say who our, what our favorite stunt was that John Fetterman pulled on his Twitter. Mine was when he paid Nick or Snooki to do a, uh, what is it called? Like a cameo. cameo. And be like, hey, Mehmet, we miss you here in Jersey, but you know you'll be back. You know, we know you're looking for a new job, but it's not going to last very long. That's so funny. I did not see that. fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. It was so fucking – I got to show you after this. That's so, it was so funny. funny. But what was your favorite? Oh, I don't know about the Twitter, but there are just so many good ones on TikTok. Like, he's up to date with the audios. He He's – he just like smacks Dr. Oz and all of his TikToks. Yeah, but he doesn't even do it himself. Like, he yeah, no, it's like his little intern. It's just, no, it's not even that. It's that he's not like smacking Dr. Oz. It's like Dr. Oz is smacking himself and he's just putting, he was putting it no, on his foot. Like when he went to fucking, he went to Wegmans or some shit. He yeah. called it Wegner's and then he was like, I'm buying a crudite. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I don't even fucking know what a crudite was. It's a veggie tray. And I'm sure that didn't fare well for all the working class white voters no, in literally. Pennsylvania. Um, I have my favorite one is when Fetterman on TikTok called out Dr. Oz for like talking about like tasting his own urine. And he like said that in med school, they like made everyone taste their own urine. And then he said he like did it out of curiosity or something. And John Fetterman was like, no, like that's not that's not normal. Yeah, like, people don't just taste their urine. Yeah, that was a little weird. Also, another thing <laughs> that he did, I think it was in like Atlantic City. He flew a banner over the beach, and it was like, "We miss you, Doctor Oz," or "Come home, Doctor Oz," that's in New Jersey. So funny, bro. His campaign team was crazy no, as well. Literally, I just I love John Fetterman. I love this representation in uh, Congress because he just looks like someone my dad would be best friends with. No, that's what I'm saying. I also love the excitement that he was bringing to politics. I love that he was being funny about it. Yeah. Like, it was pretty, and he's a very progressive candidate. So I think it's time we get on his issues a little bit. Yeah. So we can first hit it with healthcare, Like mm-hmm. I said, very like Medicare for all. Also super strong supporter of reproductive freedom. Um. He wants to um, allow uh, prescription drugs to like come in from other countries to lower the cost for Americans, yeah. which I think is really great. Because we know that prescription drugs in all other fucking countries are way cheaper. Yeah. For example, insulin. Yeah. Is like here, it's like ninety dollars a, a vial compared to like fourteen in Canada or something, and yeah. that's on the high end still compared yeah. to other countries. So 
yeah, I think the Medicare for All stuff is really what got me interested in Fetterman when he first started running, because I was like, wow, a, a Democrat running for Senate in a open past Republican seat who actually has good policy, like someone who I'd actually be excited about voting for, especially with the Medicare for All stuff. And he's very, he, he, I remember reading on his website, he doesn't really care what it's called, how it does it, whatever, but he wants to afford the right of healthcare to every individual mm-hmm. because he believes it is a human right. And I think that's a great thing. I also espouse those values, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> if and you haven't listened to our healthcare episodes. But all two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Run those up. But yeah, that was a great thing to hear. Uh, moving in, also, like you said, the abortion thing. Mm-hmm. I know Doug Mastriano and both Mega Oz the people, the Trump endorsed candidates running for governor and senator, respectively, in Pennsylvania, both were pro-life. I believe Dr. Oz was on the record for once saying that he wants the choice to be between a woman, her doctor, and the local politicians. Yeah. <laughs> and Doug Mastriano was a fucking psychopath, so yeah. that's kind of what, you know, that's what that happened. But they were both pro-life, and Fetterman was the pro-choice candidate, and I think the big reason was that a lot of people went to that. Or the big reason that a lot of people went to him was because of that. Yeah. And I kind of want to take this moment to kind of segue to, I want to see this will kind of fit into human rights. And it's kind of a mediary point between human rights and healthcare is the legalization of recreational marijuana. Yeah. There is already medical marijuana uh, for people over or 21 and up, but he was very big on legalizing weed in Pennsylvania for people 21 and up to use recreationally. And as we know, Weed is a very big therapeutic drug that people use who are experiencing chronic pains, people who might have, uh, you know, infectious diseases like um, cancer or shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then another thing, that's like, it also kind of ties into the human rights stuff because a lot of people are locked up for simple crimes like selling marijuana or buying marijuana or being in possession of too much marijuana, which is fucking stupid. And then they get convicted and then they're not able to vote once they get out because felonies aren't yeah able to vote. can't vote in it's certain, harder I don't to, think they can vote in Pennsylvania no I don't think so yeah so like they like, can't vote it's harder to find jobs it's harder to find places to live like it's you just can't get hard. section 8 housing if you're a felon yeah and it's just it's harder to readjust to society for such like a minuscule like offense I guess yeah, like it's, it's so just stupid. it's not a big deal like when like there's a dispensary on like almost every corner like over here like there's so but we don't much. even have legal recreation yeah it's not even recreational i don't know it's just so stupid to me that weed is still not legal yeah. like when the fucking south dakota like made it legal like but yeah whatever i, I guess I, I saw this video earlier i can't remember like i don't know if he was like i think he was a representative or something and he was talking about like weed shouldn't be legal whatever and he was naming off the different strains and he said sativa and activia <laughs> the fucking yogurt brand. <laughs> activia, and he just kept please. saying it. He said it like three times. He was really? like, oh, like Activia has like a lower potency. And like I was talking about this. And I was like, oh. Oh my God. Fucking, oh my God. Jamie Lee Curtis. Is, is she the one who was in the Activia commercials? I have no idea. Was she the was she the one on Glee? No, that was, um. Jamie Lee Curtis is the other one. They yeah, look they look the same. I can't remember. So Jane Lynch. Lynch. Jane Lynch. That's it. Yeah, but <laughs> interesting to be talking about Jane Lynch during the Federal that But back to human rights. Yes. He also wants to is a very big supporter of sanctuary states. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think that we should just 
deport all immigrants, whether they be legal or illegal. He wants to afford them the right that all Americans do, mm-hmm. and that at one at that all Americans had at one point. I guess we could say that, and let them live a better life in our country if they think that's what they're, that's what they're going to get if they live here. Then that's what we should afford them. Also, with human rights. So yeah, he's a very big proponent of um, like common sense gun safety. Like I said with Braddock, gun violence was at an all-time low. I think even sometimes it hit zero, which is pretty incredible. Even though it was a small town with a limited population, it was still... That is you know, a big feat. Like big People feat. just commit crimes sometimes. They should be committing crimes. And he stopped that. He, he helped it significantly. Like That's like not something to like overlook. Yeah, no, definitely not. And also, he was working with uh, getting people out of jail. He doesn't think that people should be convicted or definitely put to death. I don't think he believes in life sentences either. And there was also a thing where he helped two people get out of jail who were wrongly convicted of a crime, people who were innocent. And they actually work with, with him now or they worked on his campaign. So that's pretty cool. Because, yeah. I mean, I think they recognize that it was an important story for the uh, constituents to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone who's convicted of a crime is guilty. Uh, this beyond a reasonable doubt thing is kind of ambiguous and not a lot of jurors understand that if you even have an inkling of a doubt in your mind that they are the killer or whatever or whatnot they're the offender yeah then you vote not guilty like that's just how it goes but people don't get it so you know we're stuck trying to get people out of prison and he's doing a good job of doing that so also we touched on earlier i think we did i don't know if we did but he's a big proponent of lgbtq rights yes he um he officiated uh, more than two dozen same-sex marriages before it was legal in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. which is just so fun. Uh, I will be contacting him to officiate mine hey. when the time comes. Uh, so hopefully uh, his schedule is not too busy over on Capitol Hill. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can make some not. time for me yeah. <laughs> after I give him this, this endorsement. <laughs> endorsement after he won. No, literally, I commend you. Please <laughs> I commend you, please. <laughs> uh, but I also literally saw a tweet of his today talking about how once he gets to uh, Congress, he wants to bring a vote to the Senate floor to make, like, codify, like, Obergefell into mm-hmm. law, which is pretty good. Yeah. So that's a slight moment. What a, that would make the Supreme Court not fucking have it, like, at their will to get rid of that yeah. as well, like they did with Roe v. Wade. Yeah. But now I think we can get into education. Yeah. No, he is also a huge supporter of pre-K for all and child care for all, uh, as well as making community college free and reducing student debt. Um, and he also wants to uh, add, like, uh, invest more into technical and career-based programs to, you know, help workers get out into the workforce. Um, so I think these are all really good moves. Yeah, and I think that last thing was very big on why he might have, or why he won in Pennsylvania, because a lot of Pennsylvania is of non-college educated white working class voters. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a really good thing that he wants to do. He recognizes that a lot of a lot of his constituents don't go to college and they just end up working in like an oil field or like in the coal mines or whatever and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, but I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. I think the universal pre-K and childcare for all should be something that's afforded to everyone along with paid maternity and paternity leave enforced by the federal government, but it's not. So that's another thing that would be great to see. Yeah. I'm sure he supports that as yeah. well. <laughs> And this is kind of stemming away from education, but just going off of uh, 
building these like career programs and stuff he's also like a huge proponent for like labor unions mm -hmm. um and for you know a fair and equal workplace and you see a lot of that in his environmental policies and it's just it's sprinkled in a lot of his other policies as well but that also it's just like he's making a, a better place for workers which like you said is good for the constituents mm -hmm. because of um like the i guess the workforce in pennsylvania and who goes to that as opposed to college uh, so he's making a better like more equal place for them yeah in pennsylvania and i said earlier the medicare for all thing is what drew me to fetterman but the union way of life slogan he has mm -hmm. is what kept me going and really made me think wow this is a great candidate yeah. because we have so many politicians in america today especially senators who will say they endorse unions but won't outwardly campaign on it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. and the fact that he was doing that and that the main driver of leftism in America is the fact that we are all one class, the working class, and we all should be afforded the same rights as our, as the bourgeois, as mm -hmm. the CEOs and the stakeholders and big companies and stuff like that. We're the proletariat. And I think that you start with getting everyone into unions and the fact that he was supporting labor unions so highly was really nice to me really nice to see for me so mm -hmm. i that was another great thing i, yeah. I really i really like that because workers rights are so important yeah ever gaining class consciousness yeah. i agree that's what really draws me to there are a lot of things that draw me to mm -hmm. these candidates but like that in particular with like fetterman and bernie um because they're not just saying that they support labor unions but they're like actively working with mm -hmm. the labor unions to like help progress their movement yeah instead of just like being like oh yeah like i support you and then going off doing something else especially for a senator to have it because a senator or the senate is supposed to have a more distinguished kind of professionalism to it than the house is that's why we see so many batshit people in the house uh and that's the reason why <laughs> i don't want herschel walker to win his senate yeah but keep the crazies in the house yeah to have <laughs> senators outwardly supporting labor unions is a great thing to see like you have people obviously like the whatever they call it in the fucking the progressive caucus i don't mm -hmm. know if there's like a colloquial term for it the squad that's what they call it some fucking cringy ass millennial <laughs> shit the squad <laughs> but like aoc i remember um when all the stuff was going on at the uh labor union amazon labor union i think mm -hmm. it was in long island and she didn't show up to like one of their rallies and like everyone was like oh well it's not in her district it's not in the bronx and everyone's like it doesn't matter like you should still yeah. be out there supporting if you say that you're gonna go you should go and i get that she had things to do whatever but then say i'm busy or try and make time for it because yeah. this is an important thing that you should be trying to help and i feel like a lot of those house members that like are like such on such a big like high horse and national scale are like i don't know they're kind of getting overrated to me yeah because i remember i watched that mr beat video that you're talking about where he called every single representative yeah and aoc like all the big ones like did not answer exactly because now they're like like aoc is more of a celebrity now and I, like i do not like, like that that's no. what makes her better than trump then at that point yeah because like i mean i can think of a few things well yeah but, but, <laughs> but no i'm just kidding i get what you're saying on their like, base level of their popularity and yeah. how trump got into power what makes them better i know we're off topic but yeah no nope. makes her better in that sense that they're both seen as celebrities exactly like, like literally nothing it's not it's not how politics should be you're oh it's you're allowed to like someone yeah and Excuse like me. obviously when you're on this national scale like you're going to like gain support, followers especially like, with such a progressive message but I yeah mean, but like i don't know AFC. i don't like that i don't like the way that that's headed yeah i think another i think a candidate who i 
like more than AOC, like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib are mm-hmm. not like that fucking fame kind of thing. Yeah. And they're both in the Progressive Caucus as well in the house. And I remember I saw a picture of Max Flowers, or not Flowers, Max Frost, Frost. the newly elected uh, representative for District 10 in Florida, posted a picture with the Progressive Caucus and she like wasn't in it. And I'm like, she's probably off doing some shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. Fucking tweeting at you on Like, Musk. she, I'm sure she's probably like, I know, like, what's all this shit? Like, you're on Twitter yeah. tweeting at Elon Musk. Like, I get it's funny, but yeah. like, you're going to keep it going. And like, I don't know. She's kind of like, yeah. I mean, she's still a good fo- a force for good in America. Yeah, like, I, I don't dislike her. But like, it's like the same thing when she like went to the border and took pictures like crying when she saw like the containment camps. Like, I mean, no, so like, disingenuous, so horrible. Like, she's, she I don't think arrested, she's a good person. Or not got arrested, but like got like detained, taken, detained yeah. and she was like, she's all then, for like, op- holding her yeah. hands back. She's all for optics, I think, honestly. Yeah. I don't think that, she, what, she was like a waitress or something like that? Something. Before. I don't know. Weird, weird aside. Yeah, we're, yeah we can do a, a whole nother episode on her. But to get back to John Fetterman, (laughs) we can talk about his environmental policies. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, he wants to create like union, uh, good paying union jobs within greener energy uh, to help move Pennsylvania towards like a more sustainable energy Mm -hmm. system. Um, He also is a supporter of like combating like the high gas prices um, and investing more money into infrastructure in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, makes more good jobs. Yeah. Uh, and on the Green New Deal stuff and make, creating more green jobs and having them be like a union job is really important because, you know, like you were talking about, Braddock is a city that's not really on the national scale anymore mm-hmm. because all the industries left. Um, and I think that to kind of keep people who work in oil or coal still from being worried about them losing their union jobs, but to be to make more union jobs um surrounding green energy in the state and i think john fetterman is the guy he understands that it can't just be a rash thing he's a guy mm-hmm. of the people and he understands that there needs to be gradual change we need to be educating these individuals with the programs he's talking about with the education and we will be able to afford these people good union paying jobs or good paying union jobs rather yeah so I don't know. I think that's great. Yeah, especially because he said he wants to like invest more into technical colleges. Mm-hmm. So like I yeah, assume exactly. he would also invest more into like training, training for these jobs yeah. so people can move from like let's say a coal mine to like I don't know windmill builder. Yeah, that I don't would be know. The ideal because I mean there's so many people like there's so many individuals and in unions that they probably like are just like it's a natural it's like a normal thing they think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, one thing we like did not mention at all. I think it's because I don't think about it. Uh, he did recently have a stroke. Oh, true. So if you like watch his recent debate and you're like, he does not sound coherent. It's like literally like a medical thing that yeah. he's going to take some time to recover, being able to talk to the level that he was able to talk at before. So yeah. he'll be back to his normal state eventually. But if you're ever concerned about that, yeah, just just to kind of preface i guess did you see what tucker carlson said about him no. on his show ben he, shapiro also shit on him for it really yeah damn tucker carlson just recently was like oh like john fetterman like these are all lies also <laughs> um he uses like this program to like help him talk or something and he's like so where does like 
the program end and the person begin he's like now we're gonna have like this robot in congress is like essentially what he was saying is that like there's gonna just be a computer program in congress instead of an actual person and like i know he i know he has auditory issues now so he has to read so mm -hmm. maybe that's what he was referring to but in the emma oh my gosh <laughs> But as I was saying, maybe that's what he was referring to, like the most disingenuous way. Yeah. You know, like that he has to like maybe like a speech to or speech to text thing that like yeah. automatically does it like on like a laptop or something. He's yeah. gonna have to use while he's in the Senate for a little bit, which is fine. I mean, it's yeah. not like he's fucking stupid. He just has like some auditory issues. It's like not like they're gonna like not gonna get fixed or anything. Yeah, like it's just like the way uh, Carlson framed it. I also like, hate Tucker Carlson. Yeah. So. He's just awful. But if I didn't have opinions about these two people, and this was just like a new conversation I was hearing, like he made it sound like literally like a robot like was programmed going into Senate. Like he made yeah. it sound so bad, not like oh he's reading something instead of listening. Yeah. That's like so what? I think we're set with the Fetterman stuff, and I I know that we rate him as a. Oh. Good. Good. I would <laughs> I would also rate him as great, but constraints of the title, yeah. of course. But yeah, I think that's, that's the whole thing. I'm excited to see what John Fetterman does. I think yeah. he's going to do great things, and I will be following his career. And his TikTok. Oh, I don't even follow him on TikTok. His Twitter's crazy. Yeah, his Twitter's crazy, though. Well, on that note, um, catch us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Hit our link tree. Get to all that shit. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Run it up, all three. Big shout out to Mia this week for being able to uh, get all the YouTube stuff going. We got thumbnails now. She designed all those. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Something Shout out cool. Alex. Just fucking rocking. For, in, uh, Just fucking rocking. For creating the word gerontocracy. For gerontocracy. That's going to yeah. be in the next episode. We're going to know that, but you will. Teaser. Yeah, a little teaser. <laughs> uh, on that note, then. Uh, oh, I forgot to say. Shoot us a fucking email. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a goddamn email. <laughs> But yeah, I'm Alex. And I'm Mia. And this has been the Leftist Podcast Experience. <laughs> it's like Joe Rogan. Hi, Max. <laughs> but no, actually, this has been the Leftist Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> the fucking Leftist Podcast Experience. Like